Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> like I said, I was, uh, you know, just going to click it on and then go kind of, you know, get a couple things ready. And there you were. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I'm here first this time. <laughs> I think it's going to be reoccurring. That's almost like something like, let's see who makes yeah. it on time. <laughs> What's going on? How was your day? Oh, wow. So I did my LSAT today, which took ah. the entire day. Oh, wow. The entire day. Yeah. I started at 10 and I didn't get done until 3.30. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I'm tired. <laughs> I don't remember that probably like the SATs or the, uh, the ASVAB for the military is year, many, many moons ago. Do I remember yeah. taking tests that were that? But see, it was. Off. Yeah. But. When you're there, it's a little different. When you're here, when you do it at home, what you do it at home. Okay. They, you know, there's all this precaution. So every time in between the tests and if I had to leave the room or um, they had to scan my whole room. And then every time you pick up your computer, something unplugs. And Oh, wow. So it took every time, you know, and then they give you. 10 minute breaks. When you come back, you got to do it all over again. So that 10 minute turns into, you know, 15 or yeah. anyways, it just, it just it, took all day. It, it's done in sections. So you'll complete a section and then there's a break. Yeah. And then during well, the break, they... it, well, it, it took me almost two hours to set up because they sent it to me. It's supposed to be online, but I didn't want it online. I wanted paper. Um, uh, just because, just because, you know, you can scribble on it. You can use you can, it, you know, yeah. and it's a lot, it's a lot more efficient for me because that's what I get used to practicing. So I had to jump through hoops to get it done on paper, but so they sent it to me in a box and it took almost two hours to set up my computer, my office. Um, you know, they had to go through everything. And then I had to, you know, show the box and undo it and show the next thing and make sure everything was sealed. And so, I mean, that took like two hours. And even when I'm done, it took another half hour, 40 minutes to pack everything up the proper way. And so where, where was that at here? I did it here and they oh. were on my, and they were, you know, zooming in on me or whatever it's called the proctor. Uh -huh, the proctor. The yeah, sure. They use, and you know, I had to show them everything. Oh, so did you did it at your house, but people yeah. came out to monitor no, the thing. No, it was monitored on my computer. Oh, that's why I had to use my computer and the camera to you know show every time i walked in and out i had to pick up my computer and scan my room from ceiling to floor underneath my desk all around my desk i had to pick up my my mouse pad my phone i mean i had to show them everything every wow. time every time between i mean uh, obviously this is you know uh, you know this profession of course right but this but make, what if you didn't have a laptop what if you're like me and you have a, a desktop here How, what would you do i wonder i don't know you know i that's, don't know Wow, that's that's interesting. But uh, it, it, regardless, how do you how do you feel? Like uh, tired? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. So you know who knows how I did because I always thought I did well on this, these other ones. I mean, the, my practice exam. Sometimes I did well. Most of the time I did it. But uh, who knows? You know. I bet you know you did uh, better than you think. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. How I, I, you know? It's um. I didn't have a, I didn't have the rhythm that I hoped for. Mm. So, you know, you kind of get off and I, and I always warn my students that, 
you know, that you have to take a deep breath and you have to read the first few questions and kind of settle down. But I did never really settle down. So I don't, you know, you know, that's why I thought I was going to ask you where you went. And I was going to say, um, because taking it in your house, now the fact that you had the proctor and you did all that maybe made it a little better, but I would even just similar to writing this stuff down, like going to a place to take the test even for me would put you more in that test taking mode. You're not in yeah. your well, environment. You know, you, I have, you know what I mean? I, yes. And I had a couple of things that set me off on the wrong foot to begin with was number one at 10 AM when I started, I was outside and I smelled smoke and I saw smoke, yeah. you know? So where the hell is that coming from? And then I have to be encapsulated in my office and you can't have any open windows. So, you know, so I wanted to, I wanted after about 45 minutes or after we almost got set up, after, no, it was about halfway through the setup. I asked to go out so I can make sure that my neighbor's house wasn't burning or make sure that smoke wasn't more intense because, you know, if you, if you go outside and you smell smoke and you see smoke, I ran around my house to make sure my house wasn't on fire and I didn't see anybody else's, but you still, you don't want to, you know, you, you hear about that thing happening in, in Denver. You don't want to just like five minutes later be burned to a crisp. So I asked to leave and uh, go outside and it, and it was a little, it wasn't any more significant than it was. So I didn't worry too much more about that, but it was disruptive. And then of course my little kittens seeing me go it. in and out. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they're all they're all knocking on my door and meowing one and one. Little paws come. coming through the bottom yeah. of the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't, you know, they didn't want me to be on the other side of that door with them on the yeah, side. So and, that was kind of a. It's just it, it takes you out of it. Yeah, it takes you out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, strange then, times. Yeah, what else happened? And then I started bleeding. I got a scratch or something, and oh. so I had to stop and get tissue, and you know, so. You know, um, those absolutely are one. Those are not excuses. Those are things that definitely, in my opinion, affected your test taking, uh, you know, right. today, you know, right. so, um, you know, it is, not what that, it is. Not, it is what it is. When do you find out? I'm just curious how long. Um, well, I take? still have one part of it that I have a, a, that I could have done beforehand, but I didn't. Um, so I have to write the essay. So if I get the essay in this week, which I probably won't because I'm leaving town. Mm -hmm. um march 30th but it could take a little longer if i don't get my essay in this week so okay anyway well hey it's done you know it's, it's done well you know that's what i thought about i could put all the way all my books and all my notebooks and papers and i don't have to study with it uh for it every single day like i have been so you know if i did miserably and and i'm unsuccessful to gain admittance into a law school and have to attempt it again i'll bring all that stuff out again but uh but right now it's being put away for a little while i can start on a no new project for sure and, and you know uh and we'll we'll segue into into a little bit of real estate obviously but i just want to say man stuff like that you know uh, it amazes me the stuff that you have going on in your life um, that, uh, you know, and, and the amount, just the, the, the you know, that the things that people don't know that you're involved in, they know stuff you're involved in. And then on behind the scenes, you're, you're freaking going to law school and you're taking these tests. Well, I'm not going to law school. school. Oh, yeah. The whole reason why I did. So don't forget, go. Right. This, this is just something to focus on to take me away from the, you know, 
but, the but horrors I, that are going on right now. So, well, so anyway. Yeah, it, it, it just amazes me that, uh, and I told you before, sometimes, you know, you're, uh, you know, it's almost, uh, well, I'm not even going to say that's more of a personal thing, but, but that's awesome. I'm glad you got that yeah, done. I know. It was I important and, Thank and, you. And uh, we'll, we'll keep me updated on where that goes. So, okay. Um, cool. Okay. Well, you know, how was your day today? It was uh, great. I had a great good. day, jam packed, back and forth. And yeah, yeah, man. And impromptu, a lot of impromptu things happened um, during the day. Uh, one thing I, uh, Teresa called, she needed help. Now she called everybody and she needed help moving a couch. So I says, well, I'm showing these two properties. Da, 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 da. Went over oh. and uh, moved oh, the couch. Wow. And, and she was like, you know, I was on the way back here and, and just so much. And, uh, you know, uh, putting in an offer and then, you know, just, I, you know, I was thinking today is a beautiful day outside, yeah. by the way. Not a day to be stuck inside taking yeah, a I wouldn't have known. I, I don't know. I wouldn't have known. I was encapsulated. <laughs> right. Today. They said it was going to rain. And you know, the weatherman didn't rain. Well, actually, I did have to run. I did have to run out. I had to stop the UPS store to send actually a customer in New York golf clubs. So uh, I had to do that. And it did sprinkle a little bit. Again, of course, just, of course in my little Miata, I had to have the top down. You know, so and then so of course it sprinkled it during that time. I've never seen that car with you in it or out of it with that top up. I know. You can't yeah, I, I, I'm not. You know, I've I've driven. You know, you've I've been in that car with you, and uh, I'm just at this point right now, no comment, man. I'll tell you what, that's a uh, definitely. Well, it's a go kart, and somebody it's, it's a your go-kart. stature, so yes, tall yes, and stuff. Yes. It doesn't. But, you know, you're a sardine in it, but not me. But, but I, mean, I know you can relate to this, that it's, it's those uh, car like that, very, very fun. It's a go-kart. You zip yeah, around and you got the yeah. gears, man. But you are in, you feel everything about that car. It's a fun car to drive. But when someone's driving it and yeah. you're a passenger in no, it. No, that sucks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I hear it from everybody. <laughs> I remember one day I was like, you know, we can go this way, the nice leisurely route, or we can hop over there on the, on, on the highway. <laughs> We're going the fast way, man. I ain't going no leisurely route. And zip, zip, zip. There we went. And I was like, you know, oh, <laughs> on the inside, I was like this. Ah, but I was, we were holding a conversation, right? Don't pay attention. You know what? Don't pay I attention. Have had, I have had a Miata. This is my second one, but the total of both of them for 20 years. So I, I know how to drive them. I put on plenty of miles and I can do, I can do, I can do corners at 40. <laughs> it kind of skid off to one side and skid back. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You're if, safe. And for those that don't know those cars, I looked at them for a while when I was uh, coming off the road, and 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 I went to the Mazda dealership several times, and 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 and, and their cars in general, a lot of the, their sporty cars, but man, that Miata and a couple of the other ones, just they are designed to be driven. Like yeah, that. absolutely. They're, that's absolutely. absolutely right. Why get one if you're not? It's a go kart. That's yeah. the only reason. And they're cute as <laughs> cute as can be too. But the only thing I don't like about it is that I can never find it because it hides behind every oh. single car. You go out in the park if you don't know exactly where you park. You know, unless you know you use your horn or whatever, and your your. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah you, it's hard. It's hard to find. Sure, it's so hard to find. It hides behind everything. Always, you can never see it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'll I'll deal with it. Yeah. Um, so you're in the, writing an offer today. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, uh, actually, 
most likely too. We're going to talk about the other one when we get off uh, when we get off the air here. So right. um, I'm most likely to be writing two today. One I already read. Actually, I wrote it right before this. That's why I was okay, throwing the video on and I was going to do a couple of things and come back okay. because I figured you'd be a few minutes late today. But but yeah, <laughs> I got yeah, so one time. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, that's you know an exciting day. And I was thinking, I was like, man. You know, uh, it's this is what we do, and, and it's great, man. It's I know. Great. Don't you it, love this business? It's, I do. It's, every day is a, every day is different. Every it's, day you make it what you need to make it, want to make it. You don't have to drive during rush hour. Exactly. I love it. Right, you know. and uh, and if you do, uh, it, it, you know. Again, you're not if setting you do, your, you're not you setting, do, you you're do. not setting your expectations with your customers properly. No. If you do, right? No, but you know that's correct. <laughs> and the other thing, if you do have to. Every time I have to do that, I sit there saying, I am so glad I don't have to do this every day. <laughs> Ain't that right? That's the That's truth. Yeah. That is the truth. Yeah. And I've, I think I've chosen for, for, for many, many years. I don't think ever. I, maybe when I was younger, I can't remember. But um, I, that was a big factor for me. I've never uh, commuting and that nine to five and rush hour traffic. Not me. You're well, not you know, in that position. not too long ago. I had to be someplace by eight o'clock. So it's an hour away. And I figured that's okay. Seven o'clock. I'll beat rush hour. Yeah, right. Hell no. I mean, I think everybody thinks that and leaves seven o'clock just to miss rush hour. So the same thing is going home. You know, you think you're going to go at four to miss rush hour. No way. Everybody yeah. decides to go home at four to miss that rush hour. So rush hour is no longer at not uh, eight, no longer at five. It's it is, yeah. Uh, and and places that were busy before, you know, around here. I mean, everything's growing and expanding, and more people. And this time of year, we got spring break, we got snowbirds, yeah. and we've got the. I mean, everything going on like now already in the past two years. Driving down to my my father's house down in Tampa, I can't leave at the same time I did it a couple of years ago. I can yeah. if I want to deal with some of that. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's why you know I've told you this. I'm always early. You know, that's how the kind of guy I like to be anyway. But I'm always early, and I don't, don't be, press don't other be people. Early for me. <laughs> well, I know that, trust me. <laughs> but um, when I, especially if I'm going to some place or uh, you know a closing down a temp or something, I go early because I factor in that extra time. And okay. I and I think it's important. Um, it's in fact I wrote it down as I was putting some more. Um, uh, you know, uh, success habits and notes and stuff like that, you know, yeah. in my notebook uh, quotes and stuff like that. But it was, uh, again, I was reminded of it. I wrote it down. I was like, uh, never rush, never be in a rush. Okay. I'm paraphrasing, but never be in a rush. And if you're, especially, no, never be in a rush, especially when you're in a rush, right? You're not going to get there any faster. That's when you make errors. You make yeah. mistakes. You rush. You rush. That's, now, if and that's, that's different. Than, in my it's, life. It's, <laughs> it's and, and that's different if it's if that's your personality already. If that's and we're not talking about driving and a nice sports car and stuff. I'm just talking about that where you take your level to a yeah. to a more rushed right. uh, uh, stage. Um, and that's when you, um, well, that's what happens when you try to <laughs> shove 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. You said it, you said it, right? <laughs> 
Oh, you know, but, that, but you're right. Don't, don't, I, I, you know, um, the last time I was, that's, uh, and that's a life thing that isn't our job or something. That's, that's, that's a, that's uh, a wish, happiness, a, a quality yeah. of life where any person in their, in their later stage of life, if they're giving you advice, they'll say, Hey, listen, man, take your time, man. You're not going to get there any faster. I right. wish I could have lived by all that, by that advice. I've said it, I've learned it. I've never been able to do it. I'm hey, listen, always 50 million miles an hour. You, you can start now. And in a lot of ways, you kind of are little yeah. by little, you know, you're yeah, not today. You're I wasn't, very, not yesterday. I wasn't, yeah, <laughs> not you, tomorrow. You, I won't be. Well, you're so, <laughs> you know, that's why I said a lot of times it's, 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 it's almost a, um, um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a con. Like it's a, it's, it's because you're so headstrong and have such well, a, a powerful and dynamic, uh, 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 personality like that, like changing that isn't something that's not easy. Just that's too easy. No, no, it is. No. It is not. As That's, a matter of fact, work. as a matter of fact, um, I've known this when I've dealt with people that have retired mm-hmm. and, and what they experience. And even on some days where I need to stay home and I do stay home, it doesn't really settle well with my psyche to just relax and not do anything. I have to because of, you know, things mm-hmm. that I'm coping, dealing with, but it's, uh, it, 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 it's, it's not pleasant for somebody that's been, you know, 15, 18 hours a day for their entire life to not do that. So, you know, for instance, and I think that we probably talked about this before that your brain doesn't, your brain doesn't uh, respond to things. It anticipates things. So when it anticipates that you're going to try to shove 10 pounds of in a five pound bag this day, and you don't do anything, it's going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going on here? What's going on here? What's wrong with you? So, I mean, I'm, I'm real serious about that. So, um, you know, whatever you get used to, whatever your brain thinks and whatever you've trained your brain to do, and we talked about the slave master thing, mm-hmm. your brain takes off with it. And if your brain thinks you, you should be doing something that you always do and you're not doing it, then it shakes you up a little bit. You know, so. that's that's when we talk about and we mention Huberman's uh, ideas a lot with that top down thinking. That's one of those things where I and absolutely there's going to be some things that are more simpler, even if they're hard to do the top down and, and get them in, in line. But some things are going to be very, very hard. I read this book one time. Um, I hope this is the title of it. I don't remember the author, but it was uh, Rewiring Your Brain. Right. And it it, it, it it revolves around exactly what we're talking about. And I don't know if he was a scientist or a ther- I don't remember his profession it was many, many years ago, but um, not the easiest book to read. But um, I was very, very interested in that. You know me, I'm interested in, uh, you know, our self-help and changing and all these things. But that one was exactly what you're talking about, where, you know, being a certain way. Uh, for maybe not even so long or for your entire life, you have this one personality trait. And because of life situations, you have now been uh, advised and you know yourself that, oh, okay, I kind of got to change this and do something else. And man, his book was all about rewiring your brain. 
And it was, yeah. And he went into actually how to do that. I know I have it somewhere. Maybe I'll give it to you. It's very, very interesting. And I know it's from, I don't. How long ago is it? That's the, that's the stuff. You're right. You're you're right. Stuff changes. This is, well, we talk about our system here and, uh, you know, things that aren't easily adopted um, in in our healthcare system. And I think this is one that Uh, it's it's still uh, relevant. Right. Um, because I've yeah. seen his uh, I've seen his stuff around um, in the within the past few years, but I'll pull it out and I'll see if there's an updated version or I'll do a quick search. If it's good, it may be something you're interested in. And uh, I'll, have right, that. Right, cool. I'll send that over to you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, did, what are we going to talk about today? You have any questions? <laughs> I, I, I can. Uh, yeah, I always can ask you something. Right. And I jotted down a few notes and I was sitting back there and, and this is a little later than usually when we hop on, actually. And I was thinking, man, and you've had a long day. I've had a long day and it's almost like uh, and we wanted to to, 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 to to squeeze this in. Go ahead. You have a thought. I can tell. I do. Um, <laughs> yesterday, uh-huh. when I was driving the Corvette back, yeah. um, I, I took it to Ray Ray's house or his garage. And, um, there was a few people there. And of course, everybody wants to talk about real estate. So, um, this one young gentleman there who currently owns a house said two things to me that, um, are common beliefs and both of them were wrong. And I wanted to share them. Good. Well, and then I'll segue into it because okay. we never got to all those stigmas last week and I just got one. Oh. Absolutely. Go for it. It's along the same lines. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. What all right. You, First what? of all, he said, he said, now is definitely not the right time to sell or not the right time to buy. He said, because, uh, because price, and I think we talked about this a little bit. He says, because, because prices have got to crash. Mm. All right. All right. So the only thing I want to say about that, no, I don't. I shouldn't say the only thing I want to say that there are a few things, if not a several things I want to say about that. But the first thing I want to say is that there's only two times uh, in the past hundred years that the entire market uh, nationwide has took a nosedive. That was during 1928, during the crash and 2008, during the crash the um, great recession, the great depression and the great recession. Now in my 37 years of real estate, the prices have skyrocketed, oh, probably seven times. So when they go up real fast at this kind of rate, um, people, uh, they, they don't wanna buy because they're going up too fast. But I'm saying, what are you waiting for? You're waiting for them to go up higher? because they're gonna go up higher. If we don't have a crash, which chances are we will not, then you're just paying more. So, and why would you do that? Um, Now, with all that said, we have some crazy stuff going on in the world. So, um, you know, I'm not saying it absolutely isn't going to crash because I thought it was going to crash with with, uh, the coronavirus and it didn't. Just the opposite happened. So who knows what tomorrow brings? But historically speaking, uh, it doesn't appear like we're going to crash. It appears like we're going to, you know, go back down to a regular market, which is excellent. Yay. 
mm -hmm. uh, but not crash. But going down to an excellent market just means that appreciating as quickly as it is, it doesn't mean that it's going to crash. Instead of appreciating at 17, 18%, hopefully we'll appreciate it three or 4%. Some right. people might think that's a crash, but I don't because it's just because the appreciation went from 18 to three, it's still going up. No. So, um, so and now I is it. Yeah. And I say on that, you know, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm using the, the saying this wrong, but I say, you know, more of a correction. And then I say, you know, we've been riding a wave here it's too high for too long and something uh, has to happen with that. And people may call it a crash, it's not sustainable, but it won't. Right? Yeah, it's not sustainable. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, that or anything I say at the very end, uh, you know, and yeah. say the same like things over caveat. and over and over. I say, you know, but I could be 100% wrong. If right. we all had a crystal ball, we'd all be rich, right. you know, and then I, I've incorporated in my stories, uh, our situation in the coronavirus. I don't, you yeah. know, not by name. I should say, listen, you know, uh, right. uh, we thought it was going to do something different, right. you know, uh, right. you know, if I held on to my house just a little bit longer, I would have right. made a, a lot more money when I Right. Well, right. if I if I held on to all of my houses just a little bit longer, you right. know, we don't we you know, we you know, we can what, a, you know, what yeah. should have could all day long yeah. on mm -hmm. every part of our life. But, you know, one um, day we're going to we, we will talk uh, when we touch on the coronavirus again and and what me and you, how our we were involved in a real estate deal. And my plans were to go somewhere in coronavirus and everything kind of happened for these, yeah. you know, these reasons and put me where I'm at today. But it all yeah. started as a bunch of a uh, bunch of uh, doors closing. Right. Yeah. Oh, this door closed and that door closed. And all yeah. my plans were just like, and what do they yeah. say? Uh, life happens when you're busy yeah. making plans. Yeah. You know, that's what happened. And yeah. I didn't know where it was going, but yeah. you know, we Holy never cow. know. We never know. You know, that whole, that couple of years, if your life was crazy, yeah. I had a couple of crazy years in my life these past. And it's just, it's just, and you know what? It's no different than everybody else. No, you know, I have to say that anybody that says, oh, that never happened to them is just lying. <laughs> you know, they say, oh, I have no drama in my life. I'm thinking you're lying. That's what life is, is drama. Well, hopefully they'll get to a stage, uh, you know, however long it takes to where they can actually look back at events and experiences in their life and, and actually notice, oh, every I, stuff has happened to me. Well, you know, we're, they, just and call that, they just call other things, people that happen to other people drama. If it happens right. to them, that's not yeah. drama. That's just, oh, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so uh, oh, let me tell what you was the, the second thing? I was going to say, what was the other thing that the other thing did? is, and uh, I should tell you to do this too because, um, or remind you, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say tell you, I should remind you because we talked about calling our customers afterwards. Yes. So, right at closing, we remind them to file homestead when they get their when it's recorded, mm -hmm. yes. and this kid never did. And he said that his payment went up so much money. And I said, did you get a 30 year loan? And he said, yeah. And he said, I don't have any idea why my payment went up so much. And I said, I do. Did you file Homestead? So he said, what's that? You know, so we talked all about Homestead and his taxes because of the appreciation, all those properties, people that haven't filed Homestead's taxes, uh, they can cap at 10% where when you're Homesteaded, they'll cap at, um, 3% is the highest. It's the consumer price index or 3%, whichever is the lowest, actually. So um, 
So right now it's going to be three. Um, but so that's capped. Um, and his, his payment would have been that uh, increase in his payment because of taxes would have um, would have not have jumped 8% or a year for the past couple of years. So is that 3% cap up to the 50,000 exemption? Is that no, 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 that's a, no, that's not, that's not yeah, uh, I, the exemptions I, I, for homestead. That's a save our home cap. Oh, the save our home cap. Okay. Which transports, but you have to, you have, uh, so that's another, you yeah. know what your people, the people you're selling their house to right now. Mm-hmm. And they're buying another one. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully they have homesteaded their property. Yep. And if they have, then that, that um, value, you know, it took a nosedive when we crashed, but it's, it has since uh, recaptured all that. But um, so let's say, well, let me give you an idea on what happened on my house. Um, the, the last one I sold a few years ago. Um, it had, when I, um, my taxes were like $2,300, but when it readjusted, it readjusted to, I think it was $3,700 right around there. So the difference between the new adjustment after you, re, after you remove the save our home cap and they reassess the property and put the millage on that new assessment. So that's what my savings was. So 37 to the, what I, what I say, 23. So whatever that amount is, well, that savings I pour over to my next property. So my next property's taxes were at 5,000. I just deduct that. What would I say? 15, $1,600 or whatever that was 17, whatever it was. I deduct it from my new, my new tax assessment. And that's my tax where it starts at. I put a homestead on it and now it won't go up more than that 3% a year. Right. See, so you got to remind people of that. If they do not, if they do not know it, which they will not know it, most don't. Um, And if they fail to put that homestead in there and their taxes are going to go skyrocket. Yeah. The last time I heard from, uh, from Mary and Jose, that property, I got them over Harvardston loop and that deal, I was very, very, you know, pat myself on the back. I worked very hard, got that. Yes, you sure did. That was, uh, yeah, I pulled out all the stops. (laughs) We, we, you know, all kinds of, everybody was happy. That's the best part. Everyone was happy. Yeah. Yeah. Built a great relationship with both sides, but, um, I kept in contact with her about homestead. So every time I talked to her, I said, did you file your homestead? Because she, remember, we closed Christmas right before. So she owned the house and was moving in before the end of the year. So she qualified for the homestead this year, right? And uh, she has, correct me if I'm wrong, until February 28th. Right, which, she, from, which is over, which is which is passed. So she failed to do it. No, 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 no. This uh, she uh, here. I'll finish. She did it. She did it. Okay. But she was like everyone else, busy moving into her house and doing stuff. So it was a touch point I would do with her as to say, "Listen, oh. you know." She says, "No, I still haven't done. I'm gonna get to her. So I'm gonna shoot you a text right now, and I'm just warning you. I will follow up with you to see if you've done it." Because if you miss it, yeah. you, that's it. And, um, and that's not something that stays in the forefront yeah. in your mind when you're busy with life. Right. And uh, I think just by, it ain't like I had to bug her, just by st- stressing her to that point that I think it was just that one next time and, and showing her how, making her feel, which I actually do, that her realtor cares about her yeah. and wants her to. And, and, yeah. and again, these are things that they not only help us 
uh, you know, retain them for life and, and get referrals in that aspect of it. But again, it's, I think it's part of our job, right? Yeah, we're doing do. them justice, me, that's right. my business, I would be doing an injustice if I didn't right. you know, take them all the way to the one yard line, yeah. you know, and then say, all right, it's up to you to to get yeah. the goal, yeah. you know, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, absolutely that homestead one. So now uh, when anyone like now um, they have to wait until next year, right. It's all based on once you pass that February 28th, um, that's it. For this year, it's going to be paid at the end of the year for right. this year. Right. Now, anything that you close this year. Mm -hmm. So if you close January 1st, mm -hmm. it won't, come into effect until next year you have until february 28th of next year of next year to, to, to put it in right so again that's even a bigger uh length of time and a yeah. great opportunity to reach back out um towards the end of the year and say hey listen how you doing hope it's good i just wanted to remind you you know did you file your yeah. homestead you know and, and right is that kind of what you're saying well it's not well not for this no that's for anybody that closes this year you want to make sure next year around you know the end of the year beginning of the year to make right. sure everybody that yes right but everybody it's, that closes this year by the end of the year you want to remind them that they have like 60 more days to file right and again it's it's not only are you reminding them and we're doing our our service but at the same time it's a reason to yeah, right. Oh, and by the way, how you know anyone who's yeah. buying or selling? What's going on? You know, yeah. who do you know? Who do you, who do you know? know? Right? Who yeah. do you know? Who do you know what's going on? Right? And and just keep that little who do you know that wants to buy or sell. <laughs> do you know what I used to say to people in the days where we used to cold call? And I used to love it because people used to love it. We had this reverse index phone directory in the day, which we don't even have phone directories anymore, uh, per se. But um, and this was instead of in the person's name, it was in the street name. So you can pick a street and have everybody's address, uh, phone numbers on the entire street. So we would just pick a street and call. And uh, my line was, you know, um, I said my name and where I was from and uh, asked if they would have ever thought about moving. And, you know, um, most of the time they, they say no or whatever. I, I wasn't a great while. Well, actually, when I first started doing that, my manager, I was brand new in the business. I didn't know what I was doing. My manager told me one in 87 people will will uh, move this year. So call 87 people and get a listing. So, hell, you know, the first few I didn't have, I was waiting until the 88th, right? So I thought I had all day to do it. So, you know, not far in, maybe 2025, somebody says, well, actually, we were just talking about it. And I, so I said, I remember saying, oh, okay. Uh, can you hold on for a minute? Because <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Nobody told me what to do when they said yes, right? Yeah, that's that's so funny. Uh, right. You know, getting but but because that's part that's sales one hundred and one. It's uh, it's numbers, right? And uh, you get, love hearing no because you got to hear the no's to hear the yes. Well, but when you when you get so comfortable, 20. Yeah, yeah, when you get comfortable hearing the no's and then someone says yes, it's like oh. Like, Please yeah. hold, like you said. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, what am I supposed to do now? But uh, anyways, when they said no, I used to say to them, well, is there anybody on your street that you'd like to see move? And they would just they would just laugh and they would say, yeah, as a matter of fact, and we would talk all about those neighbors that they want to see move. So, yeah, that's um... which which reminds me, you know, um, and, and we talk about farming before you always, you know, driving 
some of the things that um, I learned way back in the beginning, and I think you, you talked about you doing this too, is driving down different streets, not taking the same way home. Yeah. Especially on trash night and in the spring, you always, and you always see when somebody's painting their house or taking a bunch of cleaning out their house, taking a bunch of stuff to the trash. You say, oh, they're getting ready to sell. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you knock on yeah. their door. Yeah. And, and I told you, like, that's why I chose, like, I can ride my bike to to my marketing area yeah and i did it on purpose you know it's you know and it's it's not so i couldn't ride it all in one day obviously but i can pick and choose and i can go over there and i can ride my bike i could you know uh i thought about you know putting a little basket on the back and maybe i could throw a little you know (laughs) you know a little sun coast or something on there or whatever but probably not but the thing is is you know, um, well, I'll tell you what, with enough people walking their dogs, if you have doggy treats for their you know, people's dogs that walk in the neighborhood, they'd love you to death because your feet giving doggy treats. Right. He, you know, it's he just reminded me that back uh, back when we were whenever we were conversating about that last uh, you had told me you had said that specifically because I told you about running into people and walking the neighborhoods and, you know, and you says uh, when you're talking to somebody, you know, and they're not ready or something, you said specifically to say, well, who would you like to see? Move? Oh, I did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. remember. I know. Did. Say that. Yeah. That's funny. yeah. It's so hilarious. And people, it, it, it's, it's a great icebreaker. Yeah. Like if, if, if the conversation is still kind of stiff or something, it, it, it just makes everyone go yeah. kind of relax. Yeah. Loosen up. Relax. They loosen yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Um, was that, uh, so was that pretty much it with the, the guy you ran into today? With his that was yesterday well yeah pretty much those are the two topics and we, we we talked some more and some other people were other people were looking for they knew somebody was looking for a rental and i said you know i, I can't help you there yeah. I, I don't help anybody with rentals it's just a bad story there and i i lot different another, than it used to be uh, my across the way margie you know I'm, i've helped her with rentals she's you know my neighbor and you know but you know, I, I, I set the, I stress to her multiple times now. So she's kind of, uh, you know, got it down that, um, you know, and she's an older lady. So, and, and, and even that doesn't even matter. Sometimes you just got to really explain to people our position and what we actually do and don't do um, more well, than once. More well, than you once. know what, you know what I, I, I tell people and I've, I've had people really get insulted mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, I'm just being honest. As I said, I, I can't, I can't. I can't take you showing you houses for rental because I get paid 50 bucks, yeah. maybe a hundred. Yeah. I can't, I can't afford that. I'm sorry. I wish I could, but it costs me more than that to drive you around. And then I have my time invested and I really can't. What I can do is I can hook you up. And if you see something, give you the listing agent's number, you can call them directly. But then after a while that annoys me too much and I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm actually not even saying that anymore. You know, that's a sad thing, you know, I mean, in the day it used to be different than that. In the day you'd get a, you know, you know, yeah. You know what I do is, um, and I won't do that for everybody. Um, I've helped quite a few people who've called our office line when the, when I have the, when the phones are coming to me and, and helped a few people and felt good about it. But even those, when she does see something and I sent her an email and it's auto, I'm not seeing them, yeah. you know, and that was the thing she, she knows I'm not going to take her anywhere. And, and I had to, uh, what I really told her about was that you know, uh, still be actively looking yourself, Margie, on consumer sites and around here and stuff. Yeah, right. I'm only going to see 
what is actually listed as a rental through the right. MLS system. You yeah. still have access to a lot of stuff or rent by private rental or rent by owner. And, you know, she looked at one in here today, but, you know, so she's where I got her working herself too. Right. And if she does send me something or find something, um, I immediately just get the agent's info and I send it to her. I don't even care. I don't want the 50 bucks. I just put her to work and I, you know, I said, here's the number, you know, give good luck. Good luck. You know, have a great day. Good luck. Let me know what happens. And now I've stopped saying that now, like call me and let me know what happens because, and I almost did it today. I was like, good luck. You know, she said, okay, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything. Goodbye. Because I was like, I don't want them to call me back really. Just good luck to you, you know, right? Yeah. It's too bad because it's, it's, a, it's, it is. you know, if it was, if it wasn't easy to do that, even in, even for the 50 bucks, if it took a day to help somebody or not even a day, a couple hours and why not, but yeah. it's not the way it's, well, you, it's, you can't, it, the rentals are so few and most of, most of it's just, it's not, you can't do it that it'll take you, it'll take you days and days and days and days and days and days. And a person that's in business cannot afford to do that. Or they're not going to stay in business. And it isn't even, yeah, and it isn't even just that they don't offer anything. A lot of the ones I see are zero, not even 50 bucks. There's zero. And and they don't. They can't put them in the MLS. And they're not like, you'd have to work just to get in contact with that that agent, whoever's doing that. It's like, they're, it's like. They can't have zero unless they have, oh, they only want the referral. Yeah. Some part of right. it. Yeah. yeah. Something's going on there or whatever, right? Um, yeah. But. But um, nasty business. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's 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 just a shame. Like, is it? Shouldn't it? Should be? It should be like a half months of how you get half the first month's rent. Oh, you know, for bringing us for bringing us a a, a, quali- a quality tenant. Right. You know, just shoot you right. whatever. If it's eight hundred bucks, shoot me four hundred bucks. There you go. Right. You've got a renter for twelve months. I did you a service. You threw me a little bit. Right. You know. Right. Right. I, I still, again, everything you're talking about time, it ain't like we have the time to do a bunch of that, but you know, at least you get uh, some sort of comp- compensation for your time when you help somebody who's looking yeah. for a rental, you know, well, like I, I said, changed. that's business and yeah, you can't no. stay in business if you <laughs> right. don't make earn money in business. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so go, let's go to what you were talking about. You had a, something else. We talked about stigmas. Yeah, you know, let's do, um, I want to ask you about FHA loans, right? And obviously, we we need to talk about this uh, one day, several days. It's a continuing thing, everything we talk about, but specifically now. So you got FHA loan. No, let me put it this way. You're showing your buyers properties and they have a solid pre-approval. It's an FHA pre-approval. And, you know... Why is it an FHA? Because of the financial circumstances of the buyers. They, even though they have a significant amount down, there's some history, some financial history. Okay. So it's the, so it is the, it's the credit. It's the credit. Right. That's it. You know, they, it's, if, if it wasn't for the credit, it'd be a conventional loan all day long, right? They almost have enough for an all cash offer, but um, it's a, it's a FHA pre-approval with a very, it's a small loan amount con, uh, compared to the houses that are being looked at. And, um, <clears throat> so I guess my question is, well, I have a few down here, but, um, 90, how much are they putting down on their, on their contract? 
Um, well, this is uh, general. So um, if you have, let's say if you have buyers and they are looking at a 400, let's make it easy, $400,000 house, right? Mm -hmm. And they're putting down 60%. Okay. okay. Um, no, I'll make it even easier. The, the loan is for 180,000, right? Okay. So they're putting down probably more like, you know, over 60. Let me grab my calculator just in case. But um, so again, it's uh, it's if it said conventional on it and you turned in that pre-approval letter along with the contract and everything else, um, I'm asking, you know, uh, why or if or how, and we can relate it to the times right now, someone will look at that or does it make a difference if it's not an FHA that's just, you know, 3% three, 3 down or 3.5, yeah. but they're seeing it's a, it's a pre-approval, a good offer, but it has that, those three letters on it, FHA and the stigma behind FHA. And if it matters in a case like that, where you have okay quiet, okay you, does so, that make sense i don't think i did yeah well it's, it's getting late so, so i apologize the, those you know the reasons that this there's and i don't know i guess there's a stigma now with fha i think it's the same as any loan mm -hmm. um because we're up against cash offers all the time mm -hmm. but um so the issues with fha um, are they have uh, appraisal issues. Correct. So they have to have um, a, a certain inspection with the appraisal and um, the appraisals do not seem to come in as high on FHA and VAs because, okay, I'm going to give you what I firmly believe to be true but it's contrary to what everybody's being told. Okay. So everybody believes that an appraisal is market value. Mm. I will argue that because a thing, a, 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 something gets its value by what a buyer will pay for it. So the fact that a buyer of a house will pay X amount of dollars, and then we have to have an appraisal on it, and the appraiser can say, nah, it's not worth that much indicates that it's not true market value because the market determined the value and the appraiser said it wasn't worth it. So with those, with that perspective and what I firmly believe um, uh, based on my experience is that an appraisal is used to gauge the investor's risk. Usually, well, most of the time, uh, VAs have zero down. So their risk is greater because the vet has no skin in the game. FHA usually has three and a half percent down and they only have a little skin in the game so that the appraisals come in lower than conventional. So, and then plus they have to have certain, um, you know, things, um, health and hazard things. So uh, they, you have to have some repairs a lot of times that uh, a conventional appraiser, appraisal will not have. But let me also say that that's not necessarily true anymore about conventional appraisers because um, there are some conventional loans that are worth, that are uh, being put with um, lenders that have, um, 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 let me think. What are, I'm trying to think of what they're called again. 
Overlays. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So an overlay is um, more extra rules. Most lenders, conventional lenders, have a set of rules that they use to um, give a loan. And they have to follow these rules, which are called Fannie Mae guidelines, so that they can sell their loan to the secondary mortgage market right away and get more money to loan. So in order for them to do that, they have to follow Fannie Mae guidelines. Well, the really, really, really big lenders, um, they have to have, they, uh, they get extra deals on their money because they put in extra volume of deals. Um, so, you know, that comes under the, 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 you know, it's cheaper by the dozen. So these bigger lenders, instead of putting in, let's say a hundred loans, they'll put in a thousand loans and get, and get, you know, um, more money than the, than the smaller banks. But because of that, they have more rigid guidelines that they must adhere to. So they have more, they have overlays, uh, more rules on top of the Fannie Mae guidelines. So a lot of most, I would say most uh, realtors do not know that even uh, if, if there is like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase, even Rocket Mortgage now, which was Quicken Loans, um, and all of those big guys, all of those national big guys, they have extra rules and the appraiser gets a list of things that they have to look for and you'll have repairs even if it's not FHA. Yes. So once you're a listing agent and you look to see who, who the, uh, their buyer has got their mortgage approval from, then you have to be, you, you, you have to educate them. I have even called their lender and say, I want to know what your overlays are. I want to know what the, uh, uh, the appraiser is going to be um, doing to my, the appraisal on my house that I'm selling. Yeah. So, so it is, so some, some conventionals are very similar to FAJs and VAs now because of overlays. Does it make a difference if it's, it is one of those big, uh, yes, it sure or does. if it's a smaller, you know, more local mortgage uh, brokers lenders. don't have mortgage brokers. They can send, uh, so their underwriters can be the, one of the big guys, but they don't have to use the overlays. Uh, they don't have to use the overlay. No. So right. they're always better ahead um, Does for the... that reason, uh, because it may, it's, it's overlays is, is not just for the appraisal, but it could have other rules for the strictness of their, um, the buyer too. I mean, if, you know. Um, and this, these would all be the underwriter like that, that, you know, the, the final gatekeeper yeah. there right he's yep. looking at all this god. stuff making those yeah god right exactly you know wow do the appraisers uh in any of these situations they're privy to this stuff or are they oh, sent that, that along well, with the appraisal yes they sent well the the the, the items that pertain to the appraisal they uh -huh. get sent the directions right to the appraiser and the appraiser has to look for these extra things in the house so again, the appraisers are looking out of for the they're they're, they're actually they they're the mitigate they're check they're looking for the risk for the lenders. That's correct. You know that's it has so and, that's oh yeah yeah man. You so know, but the stigma for the FHA if you yes. have the buyer if you have uh, the way I would sell the FHA 
to the other to the other agent is just that we have this amount of money down, but we have a bankruptcy and the bankruptcy as is within the Fannie Mae guideline or within the FHA guidelines, but they're not within um, conventional guidelines. So that's the reason why we're going FHA only because he has this their credits worthy now, but because it's on the record and they're putting all this money down. So that's the reason. And you won't have a stigma if you educate them. Education again, right? You know, but sometimes, you know, educating, you know, our side is one thing, trying to educate the other side, like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, many situations, you would immediately tell me, don't waste your time trying to educate them. You know, when right. we're dealing with the other side, well, right? but, if quiet, but if I'm quiet, but if I'm putting in an something. offer, yeah, that's, right. I'm, you I'm need selling to sell something. Offer. You got to educate. Absolutely. Them. So that's a, that's a situation yeah. where an agent or a realtor would want to do that. Yeah. You know, um, we're going to gloss right over appraisals and continue with this because um, those shows, uh, there's a lot to be said about appraisals. And this may be the, a program that appraisers do not want to listen to because um, there's that whole thing. My God. Oof. But um, I, I, so how about this? Um, the you know that, in fact, two things. So I'll keep it to FHA. The 90 day um, contingency is probably not the right word, but a lot it's of times you'll yeah, see. That's huh? called seasoning, 90 day seasoning. Seasoning, right. So, and, you know, if they're accepting all um, types of financing, but they'll have in the realtor remarks, uh, you know, the 90 days for FHA doesn't begin until so-and-so, or please check for FHA and you got to look at the sold date and stuff like that. So the other end I'll ask you about maybe after this or it, it, later on, it, it, it's something, but as far as the FHA and putting in an offer, what's that 90 day deal? Uh, why is that in there? How come someone can't put an offer in and do an FHA loan for 90? Because they don't want investors to make money. And I don't think, I think the FHA um, 90 day seasoning rule is only if the investor is making more than 10%, which they usually do. So if they're making less than 10%, it doesn't stand, it doesn't matter. Um, or if they have uh, a lot, so, but they, they, they just, they don't want, they don't want investors flipping. Mm. They just don't yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and, how- and you would, and, and it's the stupidest thing in the world because what, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, so if you take, if you take a house that's trashed, that a normal buyer wouldn't be able to buy and update and rehab and move into it. So you have somebody else that does it for them and sells it to them. I don't see, that's the way the world goes around. Uh, The government doesn't want investors making money. Yeah. You know, there's things like that, you know, these, yeah. So that's even on an appraisal. Mm. How long has this person had it? How much money did they buy it for? Right. You know, again, there's so much going on with the appraisal thing. It's like, and what difference does it make? It's, 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 it's a freaking art somebody, form. It's not a science. You know what I mean? You know, I have somebody, I, I bought a house once and I sold it, you know, 90 days later. Uh, and I had a 90 day seasoning because it was a short sale. So, because, and they, they won't allow you, they, you can't sell it within 90 days after you buy it either. You have to wait 90 days. Right. Which will so on the 90th day. <clears throat> Um, you know, we can close on it. I already had it sold, but we couldn't close on it until after the 90th days. Where an FHA, you can't even write the contract until after the 91st day. 
So that's the difference there. But um, I had I had one agent say to me, uh, what, what do they say? How can you justify uh, putting it on the market for this much money when you bought it just 30 days ago or two weeks ago for this much money? And I asked them. I know. I said, I said, I say this to him every time I say, so if, if I inherited this house for free, that means that I'd have to reduce my price. What if I paid a million dollars for it and overpaid for it? Does that influence the price? What price, what difference does it make what I paid for it um, to what the market value and what somebody else would pay for it? Why does that, why is that even in question? That is, is. A, is a very ignorant, know, uh, right? foolish, you know, to say something like that. That's an uneducated person that needs to learn more about yes. what's going on in real estate. You know you what know, I mean? Or like a means. bicycle, a house, anything. If I, yeah. here's what I bought it for. I'm selling it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. <laughs> if someone and wants I, it, I, they I, want I, to pay I, that I, price. Estate. Hey, listen, if there's buyers out there, it's supply and demand. If, if you have demand and you're at a price and it's a price that someone will pay, you'll sell it. If it's at a price no one will pay, you won't sell it. Right, right. Come on, this is capitalism. We right. live in the USA. What a <laughs> right. douche. Right. <laughs> I know, right? That oh, was funny. Man. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you on that same, oh, on that same property, um, back-to-back people, um, I, you know, I just hold it, holding it open, trashed it out first. Cause they, you know, these people just leave everything there. So I trashed it out first and it was, it needed total rehab. And I was, I didn't want to do the total rehab. So I didn't on this one, but um, the first, uh, during an open house, these one buyers come through and say, this is a tear down. This is a, just a tra- This is a tear down. You're, you're asking how much for it. Are you crazy? And the next people come in and say, oh my God, this is perfect. We'll give you $10,000 more if you sell it, sign it right now. There you go. I mean, within like 15 minutes, you know, ever, you know, it's what, what's the other saying? Uh, One, (laughs) one, one person's junk is another person's treasure. Yeah. Right. You know, these, these little, these sayings exist because they're true. Right. And uh, it's situational based, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. And uh, oh, what what was I thinking? Oh man, I lost that thought. I hate that happens. Oh, on this VA on this VA loan once uh, a house a house that we had uh, listed, we sold it um, the day one. It was on the market, full price VA. The appraisal came back like twenty two thousand dollars low, so we put it back on the market. The very same day we put it on the market, we had a cash buyer full price and closed on it. So that appraiser, so now that house is a comp at that price. Tell me, tell me, tell me how any of that makes any sense. It it doesn't. And, and just uh, (laughs) without even going into the story, you you know, the, the, a recent property where uh, two contracts within a short amount of time and appraisal for one number. And then three weeks later, same property, nothing's changed in appraisal. $40,000 difference. $40,000 difference. Right. You know what? I had a student. I had a student that had this huge house in Clearwater. And so she got three different appraisals on it. And because the first, she wanted a second opinion and uh, she wanted a second opinion from the first one. And that one was a hundred thousand dollars difference. So she got a third appraisal that was somewhere in between. Oh my God. Yeah. Again, 
again, when we talk about, when we have a discussion specifically about appraisals and appraisers, man, turn the dial if you're an appraiser, man. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I know realtors, so I, I, we have a lot of, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's crazy, that whole industry, what's going on there, man. But I did, I remembered what I was, what I was going to say on that okay, about the junk and that property. It was that that's on these challenging properties that I'm doing in the marketing that I'm doing, uh, whether it's too much or whatever, that's debatable, but I am, you know, me, that's just, you know, I invested all and I want them to get what they get, but I explained to them. And again, this is all very true. I says, I'm going to market this place. Like it's ready to go. Like it's got everything. It's brand new. And we're going to, I'm going to put, do the market. As if, you know, whether it's a shed out on uh, in a field or a million dollar property, I'm going to give you my all on this and I'm going to try my best to get you the highest and best price. And in doing that, I'm going to be casting a net and many, many people are many, many buyers and stuff. They're going to be like, no way. That's they want. How much? That's ridiculous. I'm going to say, we're not looking for them. We don't care. Okay, I'm doing this for the buyer that says, wow, hey, honey, look at this. Look what I found online. They don't, you know what I mean? Because if that buyer's out there in the first few days or maybe the first week, let's see if we can get them. Yeah. And then if not, then we'll we'll change. You know, they get they get the most they get the most money for the house in the first week it's there because people are waiting for something. Yeah. And if it's there for a week, that the and the people that are waiting. I mean, are, right, are, are going to pay buy it no, the, right now? The, right now, it's, it's so there's so such a low amount of anything out there that it's first day, first couple of days. In fact, at most things I'm seeing now, and I did this with the Mitzi property, it worked out nice that third contract, but it was like they're putting in right from the get go, the day one it's listed, like we're accepting offers until this time, they're going to um, make a decision, and that's it, right? It's like boom, they know they know that they're going to get an offer, but they want to look at a few. And pick the highest and best. And you know what? Absolutely, they should. You know, so I'm seeing that a lot now that I'm looking at very nice homes in a nice priced range. These homes are nice. And when they hit the market. Now, I also saw a couple while we're out there because they're always like, we see a for sale sign across the street, my buyers. And they're like, well, how much is that one for? How much is that one for? And I've already kind of just said, listen, it, it, it ain't for you. If I'm not showing you, it ain't for you. Or it's right? sold already. Or it's sold or it's overpriced. It doesn't matter. But for today, for, you know, for giggles or whatever, you know, just to, for entertaining, um, I, I pulled the price and it was, it was way out of their range, but similar to what we're looking at. And I told them and I showed them how long it was on the market. I, t- I told them I had my tablet and I said, it's overpriced. Okay, so there's a fine line. I tell them this when we're listing and, and because uh, you know this, I learned this directly from you. It's the price when you reveal it to the world the correct price that price is important and just like putting in offers these days if it's something you absolutely want and you love it we need to put in the highest and best offer because we are in competition with people right and they have the ability so on that i told them there's a line right you can go as high as you want you're the boss, we'll list it for whatever, but there's a line where it crosses from, you know, value into greed, into where it's so high of a well, point where anyone will look at and go, get well, out of here. Well, the way you have to that- do, mm-hmm. what you have to do 
when they come to that final price that they want mm -hmm. is get a couple houses that are on the market right now and just pending right now in that price range mm -hmm. and compare them. This is yeah. the, this, this, you want 450? Well, these people have, are asking 450 and look what it is. Oh yeah. And that's actually more of the listing appointment and getting the sales done. But I was more relating that I showed them a, oh, an overpriced oh, yeah, property right. today and kind of went over that route. And oh, and that, and you don't, oh, I'm talking, I thought you were talking about them as the seller. I mean, the, you're, you're talking about them to two things. You don't want to, yeah. when you're a seller, you don't want to be them. Absolutely. I'm just kind of educating yeah. them and, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, Right. Uh, you know, everything that, why we do that. But today it was, it, that was an interesting conversation and I showed them a, a did very- Did you, you write an offer for them today? I did. Uh, it, it may have come back while, you know, while we're, right, we're doing this. We'll, good, we'll good, see. Good. Yeah. But it, it, dude, if you want to talk about that, in fact, I will real quick, but let me finish that. That my thought is that I also told them, explained to them why it was on the market for so long, why it's overpriced and all that stuff and, and, and everything there. And, but I also told them, I said, listen, but we don't know their situation. Okay. Anyone can list their house. It can sit on the market all year. It, just like luxury properties where they're like, they don't need the money, but if someone offers me this price, we'll sell it. So it, it, it could be that situation too, because right. it's so far out of range. They're just like, eh, we'll throw it fishing. on the market. Someone right. fishing. Yeah. Hey, more power not? to them. Why not? More power yeah. to them. You know, yeah. they may catch a fish. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> More than once. <laughs> successfully um, and not successfully, both. So, uh, so since you asked, and we're, we're kind of, uh, you know, it's it's late, and we we're just doing you you know you're taking a trip, and we might not do one for a week and a half or so, but or a week, but. Um, yeah, so this offer we're putting in, I'll tell you right now, it's this is more train. This is an educational experience for them. Um, this offer is not going to get accepted. I told them that already. I said this, it's not going to happen. You know? Oh, why? Um, because it's too low. Oh, they did it, make a low ball. Yeah, and, and is it a new listing? It's brand new today. Brand new. And the, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it is a contender. It's well-priced. It's a beautiful home. It's right in their wheelhouse. And I called him today. I said, listen, you know, after, you know, he decided he would put an offer and he sent me the, his wife texted me the lowball offer. And I called her. I already brought him up from that original. I said, that just, you know, no way. But, and, you know, again, we could do, we could talk, have a whole discussion about this, but in a nutshell, long story short, I basically asked him, I said, listen, do you absolutely love this property? Is it? You want it. That's it. You see yourself in it. You want it. That, you know, I, I went over that and he was like, he was like, I guess. Uh, no, I mean, it, well, I, in fact, I don't remember how I said it. Maybe I said something else first, but his response was, I guess. And I was like, you guess? I said, well, well, tell me, what do you think in here? Like, how much, like, do you want it or not? You know, give me a percentage, right? And he was like, well, 70%, 70, 80%. Like, it, and then I went into a long discussion, which is why I'm just, I'm not going to say it now, but 
pretty much, uh, you know, I kind of educated them on, you know, because when we do find that one and it's ready to go, um, you know, I'm crossing each bridge when we get there. Well, like, I, will, I will educate them on, a, on the highest and best offer and how that needs to be played depending on the situation. But this one was like, even with the offer, I says, okay, but Mo, I just want you to understand that this over, uh, offer, now that you've put it where it's at, asking price, um, at least it may, it's more of a contender. Um, but, uh, you know, hope for the best, but plan for the worst, my friend, because very likely, you, you know, and I already explained the process, like uh, where we may put in offers on properties and it may yeah. be a while before we get one that's accepted. So don't get emotionally invested and all that stuff. But it sounded like after a long, much longer conversation with him than what I just went right there, obviously, but um, he was very, very comfortable in the fact that he may not get it. So that says a lot too. Like, would he have been really happy if they did get it right? It it, it was close. Well, you know, since there's no hundred percent, exactly seventy eighty is pretty darn close. Pretty darn close, right? But again, I'm not. I did my part, right? And I'm going to send yeah. over actually an email and writing, just kind of going over and and, and that stuff, and and then uh, put the offer in and. Uh, Again, it's this is a part of a learning experience for them to to you know, I, you know. You do know you can put in more than one offer at a time, right? Absolutely. Okay. I discussed that with them too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, but to get the, I also wanted to get them on the ball. If it, you know, today, right. and I, you know, you know, asking. Right, we were leaving. They, he was walking. They were walking straight up to the van, and we were done. And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Mo, Mo, come here." Yes, put the order. Just, right? said, Listen, you want to put in the offer? I mean, you know. And then we, you know, we we had that discussion, and then uh, you know, I it, that was a segue into the next step of this game is putting in offers on things. And you know, if you like, you said 80 percent, put in the offer. We yeah. may not get it, but if you're not ever going to have a chance if you don't put in an offer, and if the offer is accepted, we have an inspection period. We've got time, okay? Right. You can then, you know, if you have an accepted offer, that's step number one. You know, now you have the possibility of owning that house, you know? But, you know, we have, there's stuff in play here to where you're not stuck with it. We're going to have right. inspections. You have a period and, you know, you, 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 right. you decide, no, you know. And we can still be looking at other stuff during that period and, and right. moving over all that stuff. So, right. but, but to see them, it, it's kind of like I'm bringing them along through this process. And it's, it's, it's I like that. It's fun. Yeah. You know, um, I hope, uh, you know, uh, his conversation conveyed to me that, you know, this isn't going to hurt his feelings if, if he doesn't, if this offer doesn't. Well, that's good. You're going to have to tell him on every one of them, because the other part of it is these buyers start getting very frustrated. That's and I and see, then they want to give up and quit and uh, and say, oh, I think we'll just stay here because I don't like doing this anymore. Yeah, I, uh, you know, hey, that's that's part of our our that's part of our what we do. That's the stuff we do, right? We, you know, that's so, what they're paying us for, right? right? <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. Sometimes maybe you know, uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure it does. Right. I mean, these are all important things. Did they take their uh, kids out with them? The kids were there today. Yeah. And the kids were excited uh, oh, okay. at, 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 at a couple of the properties and they were open and they didn't have any devices in their hand. It was strange. Uh, How old were they? 
Um, they're, I don't know, about three feet old. I got to tell you, I got to tell you something else that I learned that, and I probably told you this too, that I found out before, uh, I learned before that a lot of these little kids, the little, very little ones, you know, maybe not even so little, maybe up to six or seven years old, maybe older, but I don't think any more, much older than that. When they tell, when their parents say that they're moving and they go look at houses, they don't realize that they bring their stuff and the people that are moving out take their stuff. Right. And sometimes they don't like the fact that the bedroom that's going to be theirs, that they don't have their toys in them. And it upsets them a lot. And nobody knows why they're upset. But that's the, well, that's one of the reasons because we, I had um, uncovered that. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that interesting? It's very, very interesting and very, very true. And that's something to, to, to for any uh, uh, little kid yeah. to, to, to remember that so they can have, so they can bring that to everyone's attention. So when you see the, the kids, little kids, say, listen, I want I, you to know that your stuff gets to come with you. Yeah. When, how would you right? like all your toys in this bedroom? Yeah. And you get a nice new place to explore. And yeah. It's all brand new. Right. Yeah. I could, yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. They're older than that. So okay. they, they know what's going on, but, but they, but to see their excitement um, at, uh, you know, at, uh, because they, you know, they're at an age where they know what they want too and what they don't want. Cause right. I, the ones I show them that, you know, I think we talked about this uh, uh, on our conversation uh, last week, but um, uh, those properties on our first day, I knew that they, but I, they were learning properties. I needed to scratch them off the list, but, Mo even, they didn't even get out of the car. Mo was like, man, my kids were just shaking their head as we were driving down this street. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh so funny. So funny. More funnier now that I said out loud with you, because I, obviously with them, I just, you know, we're, it's business. We're doing this, but man, that was, that's very funny. Right. Yeah. And to have a family like that, that's, uh, yeah. that's probably, that's a factor too. Right. You know, your children. Yeah, yeah. That neighborhood sucked. Oh, it wasn't the house. It was it was the it was a laissez-faire area. So and it was one yeah. street that just was, you know, you get what yeah. you get. You may yeah. get lucky and have a nice street. This was not. The agent actually reached out for feedback and I I, I said something nice first, but I was out, but I included this, but I was just gonna say, she was like, why didn't they like it? I was gonna say, you know why. Oh, did you say that? I wanted to just say that. Oh, Come on, you, you know why. Oh, but I, but what I did, I was like, you know, I was real nice. And then I says, you know, I don't have to tell you this, but, and then I explained uh, it. But I just wanted to say, Come on, you know why. Yeah. You know yeah. why they didn't like it. You know yeah. why it's going to be hard to sell that property. Yeah. Come on. So I want to say one thing that you reminded me. Uh -huh. um, uh, there are times when, uh, when your buyer's, don't want to get out of the house and show the house. If there is somebody there waiting for you, ask, ask your buyers that you got to stop and let them know um, or call the listing agent and have the, cause that's sometimes tough. We don't want to see your house cause we don't like the look of it. Call the listing agent and have the listing agent cancel the appointment to your listing agent say that buyers don't want to go in. I want you to know so you can tell your sellers just so the sellers aren't stood up. Oh, okay. I, I didn't follow that till the very end. So let me uh, uh, re-say re what you said. So pretty much you're saying if I'm on the way to a listing appointment and they don't even want to look at the house, then let the list listing agent know. And cancel the out, out of courtesy, say, hey, listen, I'm right. here. But I'm, you, you, the appointment's open. I'm not going to log into my laptop and quit showing time. I just want you to know we're off to the right. property. They don't like it. Right. Oh, yeah. I like that, man. 
I like that. Professional. Just let, your, just let your sellers know we're not stopping. We're yeah. canceling our appointment. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I have a couple things on here, but that's it. We're done. You know what? Okay. I thought of this today in the car on the way back here. Mm. Um, the Pina <laughs> Colada song came on. And <laughs> I mentioned to you before that yeah. I, have a, I have a relationship with that song where I hated it for years. It's just like, oh. whatever. And I don't know if it's a maturity thing or getting older, but I dig it now. I like it. It's cool. <laughs> and it wasn't the words that so much at first. I was like, it's just a groovy song. And now I'm listening to the words. And there was, oh, I'll tell you, uh, I had a different view on the words. Talk about viewing things from a sphere and different angles. Yeah. And you never step into the same river twice because we're not the same in the river. And maybe not, right. the same, but um, it's more we're not the same, right? But um, that song, I hate the words really upset me. And I won't go into that, like maybe some other time. But anyway, I wanted to ask you, and it, they don't anymore. Now I think it's kind of a, a cool little song. <laughs> um, you had mentioned to me, and we were in a, a like, maybe a deep conversation with each other or an important conversation to where it just glossed over and we went into what we were talking about. But I had mentioned to you about that song and you had said, uh, I think if I'm correct, yeah, I met that guy yeah. um, at such and such place. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to go any further because I think we were talking about something serious and we went right into it and, 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 and something or another. But is that an interesting little story? No story. It just, it, no he was story? just, no, he was just oh, down okay. at the Palm Pavilion. Yeah. And he, was all, he was all wasted. <laughs> and we just, you know, he, you know, and it was, that's all. <laughs> was he drinking we just, pina coladas? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, wouldn't it? No, he wasn't drinking pina coladas. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. that would be terrible. Oh. But everybody knew him down there when he was oh, down really? there. Yeah, that, he was, so he was a local. Yeah, as his yeah. local spot. Yeah, very. Uh, okay, well, I don't I'm know if it was his local spot. He's been there a lot. I mean, they all right. knew him, and I yeah, don't know I don't, he regularly or not. I guess local regular. You know that that makes me think of maybe this is you know where people uh, with famous and, and you know, maybe he's not like a list famous, but people that their name is known and they're out there and they're known for something where people. You know, they run into him or something. Like, oh, wow, him. man, this is great. He's cool. But those people, anybody, any of us, no matter how famous you are, when you're in your local environment where the people, your locals, right, they see you in a different like, Oh, man, that dude's drunk all the time. man. You know, yeah. they, they like they, you know, and yeah. there's a lot of stories like that, yeah. of, of especially yeah. rock stars or musicians yeah. and stuff where yeah. and maybe and. I don't, yeah. I don't Hulk Hogan hangs down there a lot too. Yeah. 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 Hulk Hogan. Right. Where's that at? Uh, like well, Pavilion, Clearwater beach, North side. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, Hulk Hogan still, he has that, he owns that, um, that, that, that restaurant. Yeah, a store there. Yeah. 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 A store. And, and, and I can't think of the name of that one restaurant too. He owns down there. And, hmm. and that's curious. So well, we'll talk about that one day about, you know, um, in fact, not just famous people and, uh, you know, having their stuff not listed, but um, legal and like, um, because there's properties that you look and there's no permits, no history, no nothing like that. And there's yeah. really different why. And I brought that up to your attention before, yeah. not even, on, you know, with Google. I don't know anything about that. I, it's interesting, very interesting yeah. because it, it just it entered my reality through several different uh, situations. So I kind of have like, I've gone down this 
this route and learned yeah. a lot about that. And, and you would be I wonder how they could do that. Do they get do they get to do that just because they're them or do they have to pay for it? Uh, you know, I'm not that far yet. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I'm looking either. more into this because one of the situations was it's just a, you know, a legal, a, a police officer, but it's a situation where oh. she might've been, she testified in some case oh. and had to have her uh, legal identity and location and stuff uh, uh, basically omitted from all records. So someone can't come back and, you know, pay, uh, what do they call it? You know? Uh, yeah. Get even, you know, yeah, retribution. Even. Yeah. yeah, retribution was the R word I was looking for. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so yeah. it's a it's 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 been a long day today. Yes, it has. And you, my friend, uh, I have a feeling like mine was uh, very uh, that whole test taking thing that takes a lot out of you. So I'm definitely we're going to hop off here and I still have a lot to do. Right. But I'm yeah. pumped. I'm going to drink a Not coffee. Me. I know it's too late, but yeah. I don't care. Tonight's one of those nights. And then tomorrow I'm going to read. Sleep. I'm going to read and sleep. <laughs> oh, man, I got delivered. It doesn't take me long after I read to fall asleep. So. Early. Um, uh, I want to talk to you about that one thing we talked about on the phone yeah, okay. real quick. It will be okay. a couple minutes and then uh, okay. I'll let you go. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.